0: Welcome everybody to the Blitz Package over on Arrowhead Addict and Blog Talk Radio. Today, sadly, we have to talk about the Chiefs throwing up on the field against the Tennessee Titans in the Wild Card game, advancing to one in five or one in four. I'm sorry, in the playoffs with Andy Reid. Britt, wh- wh- where do you land on this? I-, I mean, I know that you have your issues and. Uh, whatnot with Andy Reid and that whole staff really and I know you came out with an article so why don't you touch on what you wrote about the day after
1: I mean anybody that's read my last two articles Sunday and today knows I'm not an Andy Reid fan I haven't been one since before we signed him because he's been exactly what I thought he would be he would be a good coach that we'd be stuck with forever because he's gonna win in the regular season so everybody will love that but then he's gonna choke in the playoffs like He's done the last seven times he's been there when he's one in six in his last seven playoff games. Since he won the Super Bowl and everybody wants to brag about, well, he's been to a Super Bowl. He's four and eight in the playoffs. So, yeah, he he did make it to a Super Bowl 14 years ago. Now he is what he is. I mean, this is back-to-back playoff games or two out of the last three playoff games or four where – He is literally the only head coach in NFL history to lose two playoff games when leading by at least 18 points at half. And one of those was at home. I mean, seriously. What coach does this? It's only happened four times in the history since 1930s when the NFL started. And Andy Reid has two of them in Kansas City. I I think we've seen he is what he is. The discipline on this team is horrible. Just look at the last play of the game. The center and Alex Smith was the only two people on the team that knew the snap count. And actually, the way Alex Smith reacted, I think the center was the only one. Who does that on fourth and nine after a timeout with your season on the line? That's what you're going to come out with as a team. And then we know, I think we can all guarantee now that, A, I was either right that Andy Reid was still calling plays when we said Nagy was. But at worst, you can say we know for 100% sure Andy Reid was calling plays Saturday because there's a picture on Twitter I've shared multiple times that shows him calling a play in the first quarter. And he's even admitted, uh, I called the bad plays. Nagy called the good plays. And, you know, he needs to look in a mirror and he looks forward to the challenge of the offseason, I'm sure. And it's just the same stuff over and over again. And... I know, I know, he's a great coach. Top 10 wins of all time. As long as he's here, we'll win minimum nine games every year, make the playoffs a four out of five at worst. And yeah, I know, to win a Super Bowl, you have to make the tournament. Blah, 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 blah. I know all these fun things that people want to say. They're the exact same things that people say about Alex Smith. Does anybody want to keep Alex Smith after yesterday or Saturday? Does anybody want to keep Smith before Saturday? No. Yet the same arguments that people will use to justify getting rid of Alex Smith are the exact same reasons to get rid of Andy Reid. And the exact same reasons you want to keep Andy Reid are literally the exact same reasons you'd want to keep Alex Smith. So if you want to get rid of Alex Smith, you can't justify keeping Andy Reid. And if you want to get rid, and if you want to keep Alex Smith, then you can't justify getting rid of any read. It just blows my mind that we're to the point that before the season, this is exactly how everybody in Chiefs Kingdom predicted the season would go. We'd win at least 10 games. I think everybody said we'd win at least 10 games. We'd make the playoffs. Most people had the division, but at worst, you said we'd be good enough to make a wild card. So we'd make the playoffs. We made the playoffs. Andy Reid will have a couple really crappy games in there where you wonder if he's just some make-a-wish kid that, you know, they felt like <laughs> being nice and his wish was to play Call a Chiefs game. So they said, cool, we'll let you play Call a Chiefs game. <laughs> Usually you only get one wish. Apparently ours gets like three or four games every year. That happened. Everybody predicted there would be a couple games like that. And then when you get to the – everybody predicted Alex Smith would have his best year of his career – with Patrick Mahomes behind him, and everybody predicted we'd choke in the playoffs, which we did. So I had, I shouldn't be surprised. I don't know why anybody is surprised. You knew the second Mar- Mariota caught his own touchdown pass that that game was over. Shoot, you knew when it was twenty-one to three, and they took eight minutes on the second on the first drive of the third quarter. That was ball game. They stopped running Kareem Hunt. He only had 14 touches all game, 11 rushes, five from the first quarter on. They rushed it six times in the first quarter, five the rest of the game, with the leading rusher in the league, up the entire time. I'm still waiting for somebody to give me any possible reason that they should keep Andy Reid other than the same reasons you want to get rid of Alex Smith. Now, they're not going to fire Andy Reid. He just signed a new contract, and he puts butts in the seats, which is what Clark Hunt's number one goal is every year, is to fill the parking lot and to fill the stadium so he makes a lot of money. Clark is a businessman. His job is to make money. That's fine. I'd like some honesty and just tell me you're in it to make money, and we can all go down the road. But we all know that's his goal. It's not to win a Super Bowl. And no, people that want to say, well, how do you say that? He paid Andy Reid. He was the number one option. No, he wasn't the number one option. He was the number one safe option. Because you knew, like I just said earlier, you'd win a bunch of regular season games and you'd make the playoffs. But then you also knew you would lose once you got to the playoffs. Andy Reid was the safe hire. Now I don't have the list of who was available five years ago to go off the top of my head of what coaches I should have picked or they should have picked that would have at least given you a shot to maybe make a Super Bowl because Andy doesn't. He he just doesn't. But and it I, I don't know. Like everybody else, like all you guys, I'm sure you spent the whole game screaming your head off, going, I, "Yep, this is what we do. This is who we are." And I mean, as for the rest of the game, it's not just Andy's fault. Butker missed a 48-yard field goal. It's a long one, but one he's made all year. Of course, that drive also, we get a muff punt and we actually lose two yards before we kick the field goal because Alex chooses not to throw to a wide open. Demetrius Harris instead decides to check down for negative two yards. And I believe there was another dump off pass that went for to hunt that went for like negative one yards and we got nothing out of it. So we had to kick a 48 yard instead of got at worst. You'd think we could get four or five yards. But the defense couldn't get off the field in the second half. Let them run all over us. And I don't want to hear injuries as an excuse. Yeah, it sucks losing Travis Kelsey. It sucks losing Chris Jones. You were playing the Tennessee freaking Titans. You were not playing the Patriots or the Steelers. You still had Kareem Hunt. You still had Tyree Kill. Hell, right after Kelsey went down, We did a two-minute drive where Robinson caught four passes. I don't think he threw to him the rest of the game. Why? Why can't you throw to him the rest of the game? So Alex at fault, Andy at fault, fucker Miss Fugle. Defense couldn't stop anybody. Sutton never changed a thing. He just kept running the same defense out there every time without changing anything. I mean, at some point, even when you're playing Madden, that's the time where you just say, screw it, I'm picking goal line all blitz, and you're not running for another yard. Nah, we'll just keep dime package or whatever the hell they were doing and let them run all over us. No big deal. I don't know what the – I'm sure the water boy squirted water in somebody's eye one time and screwed up because everybody screwed up. Everybody but the fans. All I heard all week were players, we need you. Come get loud. Andy, oh, man, we need the crowd. It's Arrowhead. Well, guess what? The crowd showed up. The crowd was loud. You could hear it through the TV. You guys drop the ball on the Chiefs and the fans again. And for me, enough's enough. I'd rather go 2-14 and 14 than do this crap. At least 2-14, and 14, I know we're going to suck, and I can just sit back and enjoy football. I don't have to live through this crap every season, which is what we're going to do as long as Andy Reid's here. But we do have Patrick Mahomes coming up, and hopefully he can be a top three quarterback of all time and be able to go over Andy. We can hope, but I don't know. I'm like you guys. It's it's everybody's fault. You can't blame one person. It's everybody's fault. I just blame Andy because well, he's in charge of everything. So if it's everybody's fault, I go to the top first, and it's nothing new. He's one and six in his last seven playoff games. One and six. So, Chris, who where where do you go on it?
2: Oh my goodness, man! I have nothing more to add. You just <laughs> knocked it out of the park, uh, man. There's a lot of things I, I had the uh, I had the misfortune of of watching this game late at night um, as I was busy throughout the day, so I got to witness the loss uh, probably by myself uh, across the nation. Nobody else was there with me. Um, yeah I agree with you Britt on just about everything that you said um I won't hit on the future issues until we do that do that podcast but uh <clears throat> third downs and kareem hunt um just that's as far as the finger needs to go when you're pointing at uh, whose fault it is or or what happened yeah <clears throat> i I still believe that Field goal kickers are there to win the game. They're not there to lose the game. Um, Kareem Hunt just disappeared. Just disappeared in the game plan, just like uh, like he had in just about every loss the Kansas City Chiefs had. Um, You know, the loss against Pittsburgh, he had nine carries for 21 yards. Uh, The loss against Dallas, he had nine carries for 37 yards. Lost against Buffalo, he had eleven carries for something like thirteen yards, seventeen yards, something like that. Against the Jets, he had nine carries for forty yards. He just—it <clears throat> seems like there's a trend there, and I don't understand. Uh, when you're up twenty-one to three, uh, despite what Tennessee does coming out of halftime, you got to keep running the ball. You have to run the ball, and um, it's Andy Reid's got to take it. He's got to take take all of it. This is uh this is on him. It's not the Kansas City Chiefs that have that have done this. It's not Alex Smith. It's not Kareem Hunt. It's not uh, Travis Kelsey's absence or Harrison Butker's missed field goal. It's it's all on Andy Reid to do this twice. Now is insane. And how about how do our backups beat Denver and our starters can't beat Tennessee? It makes zero <laughs> sense to me zero cents. I'm not going to go in as deep, uh, Brit. That was a beautiful, uh, opening piece. I'm not going to go as long or as deep, but it was, uh, we couldn't convert third downs. We couldn't stop on third downs and we stopped running the ball. That has been, uh, the two major issues all season long and our losses, our third down conversions were horrible. Um, And, uh, I appreciate neither one of you guys saying anything about what I said and what I ended with (laughs) with last week's (laughs) podcast because I was trying the, uh, I was trying the, uh, the unpopular route and, and trying to get behind this team and, and, and it just didn't work out. I, uh, I'm definitely eating my words and that's why, uh, it pays to be a realist in this business. Um, hope only takes you so far.
1: I, I, I was going to let Travis. Uh, and I don't know if he's really wanting to play play the bits or say something to Chris. <laughs> so I, I was just saving <laughs> that for Travis. <laughs> All right, look. This,
0: I, th- I think that... If, if you're going to point a finger, I think it literally has to go to the coaching. That's Andy Reid and everyone's favorite scapegoat, Bob Sutton. I, I mean, the game plans were awful. You know, it was the same game plan for Andy Reid's offense that we've seen even last year's playoff game. You know, not running with Kareem Hunt. It was the same thing last year, but with Spencer wearing Turk Quest. And we saw all year what happens when you run cream Hunt 11 times or less. You lose. And something that I cannot get past is the fact that, yes, Travis Kelsey went down. But you went into this half at 21-3, 18-point lead, and you couldn't hold it. After you came out in a press conference before the game talking about last year against the Titans blowing a 14-point lead, saying that, yeah, we had a chance to, you know, put our foot down and end the game, and we just didn't. And then you go out and do it again with a bigger margin. I'm, I'm sick and tired of hearing Andy Reid say the same thing over and over in the, in the press box, saying how, oh, I could have done better, uh, I should have called better plays, uh, this, that, we've all heard it a hundred times. And I I think that what really makes me mad about, you know, the whole injury aspect of it is Andy Reid didn't change his game plan when Kelsey went down. When one of your big playmakers goes down with an injury during a game, what do you do? You adjust your playbook. You adjust your game plan. You get the ball to your other playmakers. That is the exact opposite of what Andy Reid did. He had plays designed to go to backup tight ends that were meant for Kelsey. You know, Britt, you touched on it. Five times that Kareem Hunt ran the ball in the last three quarters. Are you freaking kidding me? It's it's absolutely outrageous. And I I, I get I get the the frustration on the defensive side. I get that um, you know, I, I, I don't as much agree with all the Bob Sutton comments that have come out from fans, especially on Twitter and especially as of late. But I do think he should be gone after this season. Um, I don't as much put this game on the defense. Yes, they couldn't get off the field the second half. At the same time, they still only gave up 22 points. And when you when you look at some of the the spots in the game, and especially in the second half, Or right before half, you know, where the momentum could have changed, and they got stolen because of forward progress. You know, I, I I get the the frustration on the defensive side. I get it. I think that Bob Sutton, you know, going into this game, looking at it, why are you playing in nickel and dime sets when you know this team's gonna run the ball more than anything? They they have they have shown you nothing all season that they can pass the football and have great success. So why are you not lining up with an extra guy in the box? Why am I seeing Sorensen come down into the box again? Why are we making old mistakes in the playoffs? Why are we not watching our old film, our one in three games in the playoffs that we've had under these coaches? Why are we not learning from them? And I don't understand why everyone is so quick to throw Bob Sutton out of Arrowhead, get get rid of him, get a new defensive coordinator, but we're okay with Andy Reid. That does not make sense to me because Bob Sutton's defense is what carried this team the last two years. Yes, they, they gave up a lot of yards, but they they are the ones that caused turnovers, had the most turnovers last year. They scored on their own. And actually saved this team games last year. Won this team games last year. This offense was a joke in 2016. In fact, the last two years. Yet we're sitting here yelling about Bob Sutton after one. Andy Reid's offense has been the issue since he came to town. Yes, he had a great regular season with this offense. Regular season the second we got into the playoffs he went he took the playbook back Matt Nagy's not calling plays he's calling the same kind of play style that he does every playoff extremely conservative refuses to put his foot down couldn't get the team hyped up enough to go out and win in the second half it's like once they get past the scripted plays it's done You know, I I, I meant to go back and look at the stat on, you know, since we've been to the playoffs with Andy Reid, look at the score differential from the first half to the second half because I guarantee it is a big margin. I don't understand why Sutton is so easy to get rid of, but the second you bring up Andy Reid, everybody flips out. Look, I get the fact that you have to look at it going into, you know, you don't want to suck again. I get that. I don't want to suck. No one wants to suck. I get it. But doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome is literally the definition of insanity. What more will it take for you to realize that Andy Reid is not winning you a Super Bowl? And for all you people that want to sit here and say that, oh, well, Andy Reid just needs to give up play calling. He's not going to do it. Get over it. It's not going to happen. And this this whole, oh, well, you know, we need him for to develop Mahomes. Why? I don't understand this whole talk about how Andy Reid is this quarterback guru. I don't understand that. He developed, what, McNabb? I I have not, once again, like you guys said, he's not won a Super Bowl. He's had some great teams, but can't get it done. I don't understand what about him makes you think that, you know, Mahomes is not going to be able to develop without Andy Reid. It, It blows my mind. And I get that you have to take a chance with a coordinator, but... I don't know if this is news to everybody, but every head coach starts out as a coordinator. Andy Reid started out as a coordinator till someone gave him a shot. Bill Belichick started out as one till someone gave him a shot. In fact, Belichick was Belichick was with the Browns and got fired before he was with the Patriots. You have to take a chance. And yes, so asking me, I don't know. I don't know who I want to bring in. I don't even know who's on the market at this point. But doing the same thing over and over is not getting us anywhere. I, I'm done doing the same thing over and over. It's time to just try something different. And I know that it's not going to happen. Like you said, just signed a new deal. But if this happens again then will people start realizing that hey this isn't this isn't a Alex Smith problem anymore because he's gone this this is Andy Reid and yes Bob Sutton but you can't choose Sutton and not Reid
1: Um, I've been holding that in (laughs) yes come to the dark side I've been on that stuff for a little while now. It's funny. I wrote an article when Dorsey (laughs) got fired and they signed Andy. I wrote an article at the point that they fired the wrong guy.
2: Yes, you did.
1: I was ninety nine point nine 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 percent pure hatred at me for that. I was called every name in the book, including many that would probably get you arrested or... Shamed gratefully (laughs) on the Golden Globes. Then I wrote an article after we started getting the bad games where I said, once again, Dandy should be fired. It's about 75% hated me. My article came out yesterday and today saying, you know, I've been saying it since they hired him that they should fire him. It was probably seventy five percent agreed with me today and yesterday.
0: Really? Because I've gotten pretty much nothing but hate thrown at me for saying that Andy Reid should go too. Oh
2: well, and Britt's just Brit's just a likable guy.
1: Well, yeah, you know. Right. <laughs> I mean just just go on the go on my articles, read the comments. A lot of yeah. positives. I mean, on Twitter, surprisingly, mostly positives. Lots of people said one hundred percent agree. Everything. Shock me. And I think what it is, is after five years, people are starting to realize that the Alex Smith and Andy Reid comparisons, and I've been saying it for years, are the exact same. Why don't you like Alex Smith? Why, why do you want to get rid of Alex Smith? Because he, here's why I hear you want to keep Andy Reid. He wins. Uh, been to the playoffs for the last five years. We've won 50-some-odd games since he's been here. Look how much we sucked before he got here. You want to go back to that? Well, let me see. Alex Smith has made the playoffs for the last five years. Would you like me to list off the quarterbacks we had before Alex Smith? He's won 50-some-odd games. He's coming off the best. Unlike Andy Reid, he's coming off the best season of his career. But everybody can't wait to ship him out of here. And for what? Patrick Mahomes? Okay. Okay. Does anybody have any clue how good Patrick Mahomes is? No, we have no idea. He's played one game against backups with backups. He threw for 280 yards, no touchdowns and an interception. Now he looked really good. I think he's going to be really good, but we don't know that yet. Everybody can't wait to hand over the keys and shove Alex Smith out of here yet. Andy Reid, no, no, you, you can't get rid of Andy Reid. Well, why not? Well, who are you going to replace him with? And I hate that's the dumbest freaking comment under in the world. Who are you going to replace him with? Andy Reid has a 0% chance of winning a Super Bowl. Anybody else, I don't know what their percentage is. I don't know is better than zero. So literally, I'll take anybody. I'll give Josh McDaniels another chance. I would have given Matt Nagy a chance. I would prefer to stay away from the Andy Reid tree at this point, but I'd have given him a chance. If everybody else likes him, why wouldn't we like him? There's a myriad. There's a 1,000 coaches out there. You're telling me out of the 1,000 coaches you can go hire, one of them isn't better, won't end up being better than Andy Reid. Is he better than Andy Reid right now? Probably not. Was Bill Belichick better than... Tom Coughlin or Bill Parcells when he got his first, when he got hired? No, he wasn't. Anybody in New England wish they hadn't done that? And it just goes back to everybody scared of what we'll go back to. All I hear, well, do you remember how bad we were before? First off, we were bad for maybe three years. We had a playoff in 2019. Does that mean
0: that we have to settle?
1: Yeah. And we were bad for what? Two years? People are like, you must have forgotten. Wrong. I was born in 1982. I went to my first Chiefs game in 1983. The first Chiefs game I can remember was in 1987. There were 20,000 people at best inside Arrowhead Stadium. That is bad. Going two years bad between playoff chances Ain't that bad. Worst case scenario, it's the NFL in 2017. Only the Browns suck for that long. <laughs> Ooh. So unless you're really worried we're going to turn into the Browns because we have because we screw up the next coach, sure. We, the, the next coach could turn out to be Romeo Cornell, and he sucks horribly. It's very possible. Hell, Patrick Mahomes could come out and not learn a thing and turn into Paraman from the Bills. I don't know. God, if he does, we're going to be horrible. But I want a freaking Super Bowl. I mean, does everybody know when the Chiefs won their last Super Bowl, the Kansas City Royals had finished their first season as a franchise? Since then, they've been to four World Series and won two. In the early 2000s, they were literally ranked by Sports Illustrated as the worst professional sports franchise In the world. Worse than any soccer. Hockey, football, rugby, cricket. Whatever professional sport there is. They were ranked the worst professional sports franchise in the country. Or in the world. They've been to two World Series and won one. Since then. The Chiefs can't get to a freaking Super Bowl in 50 years? At what point are people tired of just being good enough? Me, I've hit that point. Sign me up for two and 14 for five years if it means we're at least trying. Because hiring Andy Reid isn't trying. Hiring Andy Reid's, we is saying we have banners flying over our stadium and nobody's coming to games and I'm scared and I'm losing money, so I need to find a good coach that's going to win regular season games and fill my stadium. That's not I want to win a Super Bowl. Trading for Alex Smith, same thing. Yeah, there was nobody to draft that year. You know what? You try it. If it fails, guess what? You try it again. If it fails again, guess what? Try it again. You're never going to get... Finding Brady or Rodgers is really hard. Finding Belichick, finding Mike Tomlin, it's really hard. You know how you can't do it? By never trying. I'm ready to try if you're not ready to try, tell me how many more years until you're ready to try. I asked that to down to air. How, how many more years I asked in our Arrowhead act too. If you're not ready to fire Andy Reed now, what what will it take? Two more seasons of these three, four, five. I mean, you just want to give him a lifetime contract. Cause if you're scared of, we'll lose. If you lose Andy Reid, you may as well sign him to a li- lot, lifetime contract.
2: Well, Andy Reid's going to be given a year with Mahomes anyway. You know, he's got a practice year with Mahomes anyhow. Um, man, I hate it that you guys are <clears throat> going to make me the good guy again. But, uh, you know, with the Andy Reid-Alex Smith duo, um, and I'm I'm not going to go into Alex Smith's flaws because you guys have already, or Andy Reid's flaws because you guys have already done that. But the problem is Alex Smith did not have the capability of overcoming the horrible play calling. Um, he was going up there. He was going up there he, to the line. He was changing some plays. He was making some audibles. He was doing some routes. He was doing some things, <clears throat> but he didn't seem like he ever had the capability to overcome Andy Reed's flaws of playing the calls or calling the plays. Um, and I want to make sure that that makes sense. If Alex Smith's first option wasn't there, the play was over. The play was done. And that's where you get these little, the majority of these little negative two-yard passes uh, to the sideline that never work and haven't worked all season, and we continue to do so. Um, With... With Patrick Mahomes next season, I believe that there's a cockiness and in maybe even an immaturity about Mahomes to where I think he can overcome Andy Reid's play calling. I, so I do believe that, although I, I really do agree with what, what Britt has said and, and what um, what you've said, Travis, I mean, they're they're the same people. The, the same product. Um, it's six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. There's no, there's no difference between Alex Smith and Andy Reid. I think people are starting to, to realize that it may take a season or two more of this type of debacle for the rest of Cheese Kingdom to come around, but they will. But I think Andy Reid's going to, Patrick Mahomes is going to make Andy Reid look better. And and I believe that Patrick Mahomes is going to be over, be able to overcome these these horrible plays, this horrible play calling that we saw against Tennessee in that second half was just mind-boggling. Um, I think, uh, you know, no, Andy Reid's not going to get fired. Uh, Alex Smith won't be there next season. He's gone. This all but solidified that but I do think that I do think that the future is is a little bit brighter with the unknown and and era is gone and and I wanted to ask you guys this uh, before we got on the era is over this five year era that we went through is done Alex Smith is gone he was a vital part of that I do believe and there are people that disagree I believe that the era is over and that a new era is about to start. We're going to see a completely different Kansas City Chiefs team next season. There's going to be different people. There's going to be people that we have grown attached to, that uh, we are used to seeing for the last 10, 15 years. They're gone. They're going to be gone. You look at the cap situation, these people have to be gone, or there has to be some major restructuring going on. Do you believe that this era is over and we're getting to go into a new one?
1: Yes, I I I think it is, and I mean I know I'm horrible doom and gloom pissed off today, but when we do our preview of the off season coming up, I'm actually fairly excited about it because I think we are. I think Smith's gone. I think Ford's gone. I think Ali's gone. Johnson's gone. Colquitt's gone. Which on one hand sucks because you're losing a lot of really really good veterans and. Colquitt, Ollie, Johnson, you're losing Chief Ring of Honor guys.
2: Oh, I'll And that sucks.
1: For sure. yeah. And that sucks. It does. People love those guys. It always sucks when your favorites leave. But at the same time, there's the excitement of this hasn't worked for five years. Now we're going to get new. You know, A new well, shiny toy. Yeah, we're yeah. going to get a new shiny toy and everybody that's saying they're Canceling their season tickets, and I'll never watch another game. Eh, shut up!
2: Yeah, they're, you're full of crap. Yeah, you're There's full of no crap. Way.
1: You're as pissed off as I am right now, and it's understandable. Nobody wants to do this crap. Our editor showed a great shot of somebody that wanted to write for Arrowhead Addict, and he was all for it. And then he showed a new text message on Saturday. And said, "Never mind. Screw this. Bleep, 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 bleep. Why would I want to waste my time?"
2: In two weeks.
1: He'll be all for it. And in two or three weeks, when other changes happen, you'll be excited. You're going to be waiting to see what we get for Smith. And then you're going to be looking at the draft picks. And then you're going to be going through the free agency saying, man, who's available? Man, can we get this guy? And Lord, then if we sign a Sheldon Richardson or another big name, oh, we got that guy. And then we still got Mahomes, who I'm not expecting to come out hot. But at the same time, some good. But everybody's going to be excited and it's going to be right back to it now it's not going to be we hope we make the super bowl but there's excitement there's a lot of stuff going on and it will be exciting and i i like brett Veach. i think he's i mean he's already proven he can do some things so it's the end of an era thank god because this era has sucked unless and you
0: I'm just a, i'm very excited i'm very I'm, I'm sorry i'm very excited to see what Veach does in this off season like I like what he did first coming in, you know, taking initiative and attacking that inside linebacker position. I want to see what he can do with a full offseason.
1: Yeah,
2: for sure. And I'm not trying to push into into, uh, the next episode or anything like that. But to me, it just – the previous times – I seem to always find some way to say something that's going to, that's going to give me problems later, but this game, it wasn't as painful knowing that things are going to change. Things are going to change. All right. So the head coach may still be there. You know that the coaching staff is going to be different. We both know, we all know that, that it's, it's going to be different. Last year, year before, you know the Indianapolis loss it was there was no shiny new toy there was no new hope it was all right back to the drawing board let's try this again with pretty much the same people you know yeah we're going to do some stuff through the draft but we weren't able to do a whole lot through free agency for years and and so there was this there was this week long month long type of feeling like well here we go again we're going to do this again in 2016 we're going to do this again in 2017 this loss as horrible as it was and as embarrassing as it was it's embarrassing as a writer it's embarrassing as a fan but there is that there is that shiny new toy next season There is. It's going to be completely different. The Chiefs are going to look completely different. We're going to lose some games, but we're going to lose them completely different. We're going to win some games and we're going to win them completely different. And that's the exciting part. It's going to be different type of football. It's not going to be Alex Smith football. It's not going to look like Andy Reid football. Patrick Mahomes is not Andy Reid football of the last five five seasons. He's just not. It's going to be different. It's going to look different. I think it's going to be winning football. Um, but <clears throat> it, it was the only thing as I walked out to the garage to take care of my bad habits after we lost that game, that's all I could that's all I could think of is next season's going to be completely different. And it's not just a fan saying that, oh, you know, next season we're going to get them, it's the truth. Next season's going to be completely different. And so I take that small tidbit of of shiny star far in the distance, and and, and I run with it. You know that's my that's my go to. Uh, it's horrible. I mean, this was embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the Chiefs brand, for the Chiefs franchise, uh, to be a part of uh, some of the worst uh, NFL records that you can be be a part of. It's it's not. Uh... <sighs> It's not comfortable, that's for sure. Yeah. I, I, I
1: saw a new stat today that was awesome. Alex Smith in playoff games at Arrowhead is 0-2. Uh, Matt Castle teams in playoff games in Arrowhead are now 1-1. And, <laughs> and there's a billion of these fun stats. But, you know, one thing we haven't hit on, and we haven't hit on it because I think we all agree, it had nothing to do with the outcome of the game. It's the absolute bottom of my barrel of things I'm blaming for this loss. But it mattered the referees so bad one retired (laughs) (laughs) he did too and that's so horrible makes you wonder if they gave him that game as like a retirement present
0: like hey we know you're going out on
1: top kind of thing
0: right the best part about it was though is the the commentators at the beginning of the game were talking about how these officials you know they, they don't work together during the regular season they're the best of the best. And that was a crapshoot. You're telling me that uh, DJ just drilling into Mariota. That's not a, that's not a sack and a fumble.
2: What yeah. about that is forward progress? That was that was one of the worst calls that I've ever ever witnessed. That wasn't involved did you, did you, in a, in a catch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you guys see the uh, the tweet going around about that where? Uh, you know, calling forward progress, and the two dogs just come barreling around the corner and drill the kid as he stands up. Oh yeah, I see <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, uh, that was the probably the best one I
1: saw. I mean, that you can only say is it was an inadvertent whistle, and then rather than just say an inadvertent whistle and let them replay it, because you can replay an inadvertent whistle, and if there's a clear and obvious recovery by the opposing team, then you don't get the return, but you get wherever the ball was. Mm -hmm. Nope, he said uh, forward progress down, which I guarantee is the first time that's ever been called on that play in NFL history. You know, it was
2: bad. New York should be allowed to challenge the refs. I I really believe that they should be able to.
1: And the problem with the playoffs, and I honestly, I've heard this before and I keep forgetting it is, these referees, it is all-star referees, but they're not the same. Like these guys ref in a crew, they're a team all year long. But then when they get to the playoffs, they just take the best from each team. So it's like if the Chiefs were the Chiefs all through the playoffs, every playoff team, and then when the playoffs started, uh, they redrafted every team and they were all all-star teams. Well, you don't play together. These refs, they don't ref together all year long. You know, They don't trust that that guy is going to be in the right spot like they do with the guys they've been all year long. I don't know why they do that. Just let the best crews call the games and do it that way. I don't know why you change it to where these guys are on different teams now all of a sudden.
0: When you know it's bad when the former vice president of officiating is tweeting out about how bad that game was. How bad the officiating was in that game.
1: And, And there were multiple, and it wasn't even on us. I mean, the Kelsey fumble... I mean, he fumbled clearly, and he never – I know he kind of lazy-armed because he had no idea what his name even was at the time. Kind of pulled it in, but he never grabbed it and secured it. He just kind of hit it towards himself. And a Titans player clearly reached in, picked it up, started running. That was under two minutes. They didn't even review it? Are you kidding me? That was an obvious fumble, an obvious recovery by Tennessee. That kind of offset the Johnson play because, you know, that would have given them an automatic field goal, and the Johnson play gave them an automatic field goal, so it kind of evened out. But you had the hold on Harris. What kind of weak holding call was that? You had the the non-headlock hold on Ali that's been going around Twitter everybody loved.
2: Well, that was extremely obvious even in live action. I mean, that was, it was blatant. It was...
1: Now, now the one other people hate the the two point conversion forward progress that was legit. I mean, Sorensen had him in the grasp, and how many times do we see it? If you have a quarterback where they know for sure you're not the quarterback's going to go down, they blow the whistle. I I was actually surprised they didn't blow it down earlier because Sorensen clearly had him and wouldn't let him go, so. But that one I'm okay with. Yeah, it sucks. It would have been nice if we got it because we'd have won the game twenty, what twenty three to twenty two or whatever. Yeah, twenty three to twenty two, just like we did the Falcons game last year. But that that one's legit. But the other ones were god horrible. <laughs> they were so bad.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you know. I I don't blame the officiating. I don't think that that is the reason. We lost. I think that there's too many things that, you know, on the team and the coaching staff that are way more to blame than a couple bad calls. But I I definitely agree that it was some of the worst calls I've seen. Um, Did you guys see the stat that Andy Reid is the only coach to lose by. Wait, okay. In a playoff game, losing after having a 17 point lead at any point
1: twice in the playoffs yeah I, I said that at the beginning or uh, yeah, the stat I had was 18 points at halftime
2: mm-hmm.
1: so that's
0: and both of those are with Kansas City and yeah. yet we still can't move
1: on yeah well and like I said all of his big history was in the early 2000s that's when he went to three four straight NFC championship games went to a Super Bowl well that was 2000 like five it's been sure. i was i was just out of college i mean yeah he's had success a long time ago and since then like i said his last seven playoff games he's
2: one in six would, would you guys consider lamar hunt a football guy lamar hunt or clark hunt oh clark hunt i'm sorry uh no you know, there's times... I couldn't tell you. There's times that I wish uh, he acted a little bit more like Jerry Jones and went out there on the sideline and <laughs> yelling in our coach's ear, run the ball. I mean, I I feel it, there's nobody... You know what, man? This goes down to the groundskeeper. I'm sorry. I mean, this <laughs> this goes down to, to everybody in that organization. There isn't anybody out there, there isn't anybody on the team that's that notices the fact that we have the lead and we're not playing like we have the lead and we're not running the ball. You have to run the ball. Hunt averaged 3.8 yards per carry. If he runs three times, what is that? It's a first down. And he, well, it's, you have to, you have to run the ball. You can't, you can't let this guy sit there and, and I'm sorry, you know, they hit on it on, on, on television. It is, Charkandrick West or Kareem Hunt with two minutes left. I want Kareem Hunt over and over and over and over and over. I want this kid with the football. Um, it, it's, he, he does us no good without the football. Kareem Hunt is no good if he's not being targeted and if he's not running the ball.
1: Yeah, And you brought up some, and Travis, I'll probably make my last point with this one because I know you got to go be super dad. But you made a great point. We'd love to see Clark Hunt show some emotion. I'd love to see anybody on this team show emotion. Anybody. Yeah, I don't care if you're getting the crowd pumped up in the game. Good job. I don't care if you get geeked after you get a sack or an interception. That's easy. I'm a big baseball fan. I love the Royals. I know not everybody's a baseball fan. How many times, for those of you that are baseball fans, how many times do you see a coach get ejected on purpose? all the time all the time oh mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't I even have, like baseball and i know highlights. that i have literally seen highlights of mlb um uh managers and they show and you can read their lips they're saying throw me out of the game yeah after the game your season's over dude andy Reid, you've made f- at least 50 million dollars uh what'd you think of the refs andy well, hey, I, I I can't comment on that. You know, you let those guys, you know, they are you know, it's a good to good. No. After 5 years, after that game, those calls were BS. They could have cost us the game. I'm not blaming them, but they could have cost us the game. They were horrible calls. Give me something. I mean, give me something. Instead, we got that- the standard I need a day, man. And look in the mirror, and we'll look. I'll see them. Blah 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 blah. blah. And the rest of the team does that. The whole game. They're just well, no attitude. And
0: it's not. It's not just with the media. He, you know, this is like one of the softest teams I have seen. You know, we we get mad about Marcus Peters lashing out, which yes, he took it too far a few times this year. But. We need more people like Marcus Peters with some attitude with with that dominance, you know, just something.
2: Absolutely. This is
0: such a finesse team I mean, hell... and it is ridiculous. You cannot win with a finesse team like this in the playoffs.
1: I mean, get can, can can players fight on the sideline or something? <laughs> something. I mean, can, can somebody show a highlight Of some player going on the sideline after they've given up an eight-minute drive, screaming at the defensive line, why aren't you? We got to do better. Nobody. There's nothing. And it comes from, and it starts from Andy Reid on down. Quite frankly, I want somebody to walk up to Andy Reid and ask him, do you care? Do you care? Do you care? He doesn't care enough to change anything. Because all I hear is, well, I mean, that's just what he shows in public in the locker room. I'm sure he's chewing butts. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's not. You know why I know that? Because nobody acts like it.
0: There's no fire.
1: There's no fire in anybody. I don't care if it's your wife, your kids, your mom, your boss, your coach. If anybody chews your butt, you're going to be different after that maybe not two weeks after that but for the five minutes after that happens you will be different these guys are never different they're the same so no I do know what Andy Reed does in the locker room absolutely nothing we're, we're doing good guys don't don't worry we'll, we'll get them we'll just just keep plugging away we'll, we'll get them no he's just there's no emotion and you have football is a game of emotion and like you said Travis they're, they're soft. They get punched in the mouth, and they go, oh, oh that's okay. No. <laughs> punch in the mouth, you punch them back. Okay, that, that's how we're going to play? Okay, let's go. You're going to run on me eight straight times, average 10 yards a play? Nobody's, like, fired up. I'm like, nope, that's it. I don't care what happens on this play. You are not running another yard. Nope, nobody does that. Nobody gets mad. Nobody cares. I just I just want somebody to ask him because I think he'll you'll either find out if he cares or he won't. Because if he answers that question, Andy, do you care? Well for one, that reporter's is gonna lose their press pass, but it'll still be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. Send me in, I'll do it. I don't care. <laughs> do you, uh, you care at all? Because if he does, he'll get pissed. Matt's and he will never actually get us pissed to an event. Because that's basically me saying, Do you have a set of balls? Or are you just here to collect a paycheck for you and your buddies? Like, we know you didn't give up play calling, Andy. You never did. But you told everybody you did, so that way Nagy would get a head coaching job. Just like you did for Doug Peterson. Literally, exact same situation. We know you never gave up play calling. Did Nagy maybe call plays? Sure. Did those plays run through your headset first? And you said yes or no? Yes, they did. And I know that because you told me they did. So for those people that say, "Well, of course he did. He told us he did." Okay, he also said the first fifteen were his. The game plan was all his, and he would be involved in every single play call. Which means Matt Nagy never called plays. Matt Nagy suggested plays, and Andy said yes or no. Now in the playoffs. my game, worst. You know, we know for sure Andy called plays because I have a picture of him in the first quarter calling a play, and he admitted he called plays. So
0: my worst fear is that you you look at Peterson, you look at Nagy, gone off to their own respected teams. You know, Peterson's already looking pretty good. You know, he lost his quarterback for the year, but before that was looking real hot. What if both of these guys turn around their franchises and actually win something, and we're still stuck here with Andy
2: Reid? Well, you know yeah. that's going to happen.
1: You know what I said would be the greatest thing in the world is if the Patriots trade Tom Brady, we trade Smith to the Patriots, and they win a Super Bowl. Just to piss off Chief <laughs> Kingdom as much as humanly possible. And that's the other thing about Smith. As much as everybody wants to get rid of Smith and, oh, God, we can't win with Smith, so we got to get a young quarterback, what's everybody say? Well, I mean, we should get a first-round pick for him, right? And don't trade him to Denver. Holy crap, we can't let Denver have him. So is he a good quarterback or not? Because if you're scared of him going, to really Denver, knows in their own mind. If you're scared of him going to Denver, then you probably shouldn't want to trade him. Quite frankly, I'd hand him to Denver and say, "Please take him," because I'm not worried about Alex Smith. He's good. I'm not worried about Alex Smith putting forty on us. <clears throat>
0: I don't know if someone else is calling the plays and keeping it aggressive. Maybe. I, I have more I have more respect for Alex Smith, I guess. I, I think that it's more Andy Reid. I think that the play calling is way more the issue. You know, I think that we've seen what Alex Smith can do. We know that Alex Smith cannot, you know, completely just change plays. He goes up to the line with two plays. The first play, you'll a lot of times you'll hear kill, kill, kill. Audibling to the other play. He doesn't get to change to whatever play he wants. Andy Reid has admitted multiple times he's, that Alex Smith goes up to the line without any ability to change the play. So I think that I think play calling is more of the issue. I think that we've seen Alex Smith when he is pushed and forced to be aggressive and the aggressive play calling, he can do well. He just had a 4,000-yard year. 26 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. I think that he can do really well. I think he can win playoff games. We, we saw what he did in the first quarter. 230 yards or in, the, or in the first half. I think he can. I think it's Andy Reid is holding him back. And yes, I know that Alex Smith has issues. I know that Alex Smith runs up into the pocket with phantom pressure. But... Every quarterback has their flaws. And I've seen Alex Smith do enough to be able to win games in the playoffs. My problem is the play calling. And that's come from someone that does not like Alex Smith very much. But I know that he can win. And after this season, and even what we saw in the first half of that playoff game, when Andy Reid has his foot on the pedal, Alex Smith can win some games. But when Andy Reid is putting the brakes on at halftime, Alex Smith is getting all of the bad, all the bad press. You know, he didn't drop that pass. That was a clean pass to Orson Charles on third down. He didn't. I still think that that Wilson played the fourth and nine or whatever, or whatever it was. That deep pass to Albert Wilson, I think that was perfectly thrown. Yeah, it was I a think, yard I think yard Albert Wilson jumped late. Or jumped early, I mean. He fitted in between two defenders. Three. It was a ball, very tight window. I think it was a good throw.
2: If the ball hits you in the hands, it was well, a catchable ball. And it, did. it, it didn't hit him in
1: his hands. It hit him on one hand fingertips. Because he was already coming down from his jump. He jumped too early. And I agree. I, I honestly, I think Alex had a fine game. I honestly don't put a lot of it on Alex. The only really only one play do I put it on Alex. And that was the third and nine when he freaked out for absolutely no reason. Now that was third and nine with the game on the line and you freaked out for no reason. That's not exactly the best time. But like you said, play calling second and nine. Why the hell are we throwing it to Charles? Like I got it, I, I'm I'm one that like
0: Kelsey was still in there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I I get it. I'm one of those, you know. You can't ignore replacements just because they're there. They're getting paid to catch the ball too. I understand that. This wasn't the On third quarter. Downs, this was the last drive of your season. That ball either goes to Hunt, Hill, or Wilson. Nobody else.
0: Well, not Hunt because we know Andy Reid doesn't like to run the ball. Yeah, well, Hunt wasn't it. even I mean, in there.
1: Yeah, you could have uh, been a screen in I there. Thought. But those are the only three that touched the ball there. I, I don't unless Charles is standing still, wide open, then you can throw it to him. I mean, if I remember right, he was pretty wide open. Oh, he was, but he was running. And like I said, it. I, I don't. honestly, even then, I don't care. That's Hunt, Hill, Wilson should have been the only three guys getting the ball on that last drive because that's third and that's. Your season on the line. I'm not going to the third string, fourth string tight end. You just picked up off the street two weeks ago, but because Britt that's what never getting. be expecting that. Yeah. That's why Demetrius Harris <laughs> is wide open all the time. Cause they know he's not going to catch it.
2: Unless Patrick Mahomes throws <laughs> it. He catches all of them. Okay. Speaking of Mahomes, before you close out. Uh, yes. I think, I think what we learned today um, and learned on Saturday, Alec, uh, Alex Smith is not the problem. Andy Reid is the problem. Yes, Alex Smith has his flaws, and maybe he cannot overcome what, what Andy Reid brings to the table and his flaws. But um, if if Patrick Mahomes was playing in that game, do the Chiefs win? Yes.
1: Well, I don't know. I don't know. I want to say yes because... He'd make throws that Smith didn't make. But if Andy puts the the handcuffs on Mahomes like he does with Smith, uh, no. That's my problem. I mean, that's the thing. We don't know how Andy is going to handle
2: Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is going to drive Andy Reid crazy because I don't believe Patrick Mahomes, and I hit on this earlier, that immaturity, that cockiness, there are no handcuffs going to be put on Patrick Mahomes. He's going to do Patrick Mahomes things. And it's going to drive Andy Reid crazy because the Chiefs are going to turn not turn the ball over more. It just comes with with his style of play, but uh, it's just a question that had to be asked: if Mahomes played, would they have won the game? I would like to, but, to but say does yes,
0: it, does does it bring more interceptions? I, I do think there will be, especially early on. But look at look at Alex Smith, who threw the ball a lot more this year downfield and lowered his interceptions. I think that Alex Smith in that game against the Titans had some really good throws, especially deep down the field. They were dropped. Tyreek Hill had three drops. I think altogether there was five drops. You, You can't... I don't care if you're Tom Brady. If your receivers are dropping these critical downs... There's nothing you can do about it. I don't care who the quarterback is. You look at week one against the Patriots. How many times did the Patriots drop the ball and they lost? There's hey. n- I, don't, I don't think that that game is on Alex Smith. I think that he made a couple bad plays, you know, that one even in the last drive. But I'm sorry, that's not on Alex Smith that whole game.
1: Here, here's going to be a fun stat to look forward to next year. I swear to God, this is the last thing I'm going to say. So you can go be super dead, Travis. <laughs> I'm looking forward to super seeing how dead, many man. drops we have next year. Because uh, one game sample size. But And it's the same with Tom Brady. When his guys go up somewhere else, they seem to drop more balls. Demetrius Harris gets made fun of for dropping passes. He caught four balls, all thrown to him. He didn't drop one, didn't even bobble one when Mahomes threw it to him. I don't think a single person had a drop ball with Mahomes playing.
0: I I honestly, I swear to God, I have before that, too.
1: I swear to God, I have no idea if this is a thing or not. I'm just saying it's something to look out for. Is the reason they have drops because of how Alex Smith throws the ball? I honestly, I swear to God, I don't know. It's just something that after watching Demetrius Harris play a perfect game, made me go, why is he dropping every other pass? But this guy, he's like freaking Tony Gonzalez. I'm interested just to see it because if all these same guys, like you said, they had drops, hundred percent, they had drops. If they go all next year and the drops drop from whatever we had this year, 25 or whatever the number is to five. The only thing different is the guy throwing the ball. And I, I don't know. I'd have to talk to NFL wide receivers. Is there little things that, the great ones do that their balls are just easier to catch. I have no idea, but something to watch out for. Speaking of drops.
0: Yeah, that'll be something we'll have to touch on, but I think that's all we got for you guys today. We'll have another episode on Friday. And then after this week, we are going to be down to one episode a week and we'll keep you filled in throughout the off season and let you know what we think, what's going on. We'll go over, uh, more of this season, different positional groups, pretty much everything you would go over in the off season. So even though the Chiefs are done for the year, the Blitz Package will still be going on until next season. So keep in touch, guys. Let us know what you guys want to hear about, and we will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blitz Package over on Arrowhead Addict and Blog Talk Radio. If you want to hear more, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to see the content that your hosts put out there, you can find myself at StefanNFL, or you can find my content on Arrowhead Addict. Just search for Travis Stefan. If you want to hear more from Britt Zank, then you can find him at bzank17 on Twitter, and he also is an Arrowhead Addict contributor. If you want to find more on Chris Taylor, make sure you find him on Twitter at ctaylor1911, or you can find his stuff over at kckingdom.com. Thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time.